All right. Oh, hello, everybody. My name is Spencer Gracias, and um, I'm going to be your host for the new series of podcasts that uh, we call Let's Forecast the Future. So me and my uh, invitees, we're going to be talking about uh, technology, trends, market, but we all obviously will be talking about ourselves and, you know, having a good chat here and, uh, and having a good time, right? Um, so today marks the first, the very first one, and I have uh, really privileged to be here uh, with my colleague and friend, uh, Fabio Carvison. Fabio Carvison is our chief scientist uh, at the Stefanini Group, and uh, but what well, he didn't born chief scientist, so we're gonna we're gonna find out who really is Fabio Carvison, and then after that we're gonna talk about a very hot topic in the market right now, Chat DPT, um, and uh, I couldn't find uh, a better person to talk about uh, this technology. Uh, he has been devoting himself to um, artificial intelligence and everything around for such a long time. So we're blessed to have uh, Fabio here. So, yep, let's go. Hey, Fabio. Hey, hi, Spencer. How you doing, well, man? I'm good. Thanks for, for inviting me for the first edition. It's of such, course. such an honor. <laughs> of course. We're going to talk about AI and etc. Uh, so, you know, you're the best that we have here. Um, and um, I'm excited. I'm excited because I have uh, a lot of questions, and I know that our audience will will probably have the, the same doubts and curiosities and everything else. So I'm, I'm going to explore um, a, a lot about ChatGPT and, and the whole technology involved in that. Uh, but first, um, who is Fabio Carvison? <laughs> well, um, I guess. I guess the, the the way the best way to to define is is really that I'm I still feel like much like a teacher, right? So I've I've been working with computers for all my life. So you know, started with uh, um, programming when I was very very young because uh, my father you know would give me some programming calculators something like that to play with it was your father teacher too no he was a, a, a mechanical engineer mm, okay but you know he he would program a few things in the in the machines at that time and then he sh he gave me that and say hey it was basic language and say hey you should learn this i think there's the future is about this thing and he, he was he was right um and and then soon enough i high school was already a kind of a professional high school towards programming. Then I've done computer engineering. And in computer engineering, I already started to, to play with AI. There was not as, you know, hype or fancy as it is today. Actually, uh, no one actually believed at that time that AI was going to, to uh, really uh, get to the point that we are right now. And and then soon after the, the engineering college, I I've done master my master thesis, and then I started to to teach, right? Uh, to be a professor on that same uh, computer engineering college, and and that's again keep working with programming languages and AI, and then after that that we uh, we created this company 
uh, this startup to do research and yeah, development. You, you're going yeah. too fast. You're going too okay. fast. Okay. <laughs> you're going too fast, Fabio. Uh, you know, you you already said something about your father that had some you know influence on type of career you decided, etc. So go back to that time. So you know, how was Fabio's uh, childhood? So you know, you sound like a, a nerd, a, a <laughs> geek. So, but I, I want to make sure that. So how was childhood? And then you said about you said something about uh, high school and etc. So. Take us at that time. Sure. Well, you already nailed it, right? <laughs> so was I was interested in all the things that are considered nerd, you know. So we used to play uh, role-playing games in tables, uh, video games that were really kind of starting at that time. And, and I guess really what, what made me, what pushed me, more and more towards uh, programming languages was looking at the video games at that time. I remember that the first time that I saw Doom, uh, an old uh, uh, FPS game, I said, hey, I want to I learn how you do this thing, I wanna learn how you program this thing, how you create everything. So that was one of the, the, the big pushes indeed. So that, that was pretty much my, uh, my childhood. I, Used to play soccer, but I don't know if we can consider that uh, playing soccer. Uh, anyway, so yeah, video games, you know, uh, uh, like comic books and, uh, you know, fantasy books, high fantasy books and, and movies, also science fiction or fantasy or high fantasy. That was pretty much what I what I funny funny you say that you know normally majority of kids will be interested in, in playing the game and you were thinking already about what is behind that so I and then you said I want to know how to you know make games like this and so funny how you know when when you like something it you can you can pretty much find it out in the early days so you know like that but then okay so uh fabio we got that then you know college what, what was uh what, what was the thing with college it's a uh, uh, software engineering computer, engin computer, computer engineer okay yeah. yeah and then since since you want to know know more about me i used to skip classes in college so i'm not the good guy but i would skip classes to play chess in the <laughs> okay we had the one minute chess thing you know where we bet against each other so that's that's what i what i what i like to do back then but anyway <laughs> okay um so family family wise uh, fabio where, where you are uh today so uh tell 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 us about yeah i well now you know i'm living here in u.s with my wife mm -hmm. and by the way i met my wife on high school so okay i've been with her for for a while okay she accompany all this 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 journey and I have two kids, a boy, the older is a boy of uh, almost 16, and the young is, is a girl of 14. All right, so uh, high school sweethearts, huh? Yeah. Who would say that? All right, so um, all right, so I know a little bit about you, right? So then uh, you're talking about Monica, 
your oh, wife, yeah. and then you're talking yeah, about... Yeah, my son is Mateus, and my daughter is Amanda. Amanda, yeah. all right. Okay, yeah. all right. And then um, anyone else in the house that it's um, worth of a mention? Yeah, of course. <laughs> you, you know them, right? Part of the family. Two, two, two dogs, two ponskis that if you don't know what they are, well, Google, and you're going to see them digging holes in, in backyards, but they are... They are something between a husky and a pomeranian and so yeah they they are certainly part of the, the family the oldest is stormy and the youngest is winter okay very good so um you talked about uh chess i know that you play a little bit of tennis as well yeah. right so there's there's some sports also yeah tennis came later in life you know when right. you when you realize that you need to do something so i can i can say that that was a thing back back when i was in high school or college or anything i started later but yeah i try i try to play and i that's that's pretty much the sport that i that i do these days okay all right so then um AI, right? You mentioned that you started working, studying, developing artificial intelligence when it was just a, a, a bet about the kid. So can you talk a little bit about the early days of artificial intelligence? Yeah, so that was around um, 1998 or something like that when, mm -hmm. I, when I started to work with that, right? Because AI is really old. Now, when, when we get to the point of, of ChatGPT, we can talk about how this technology, the essence, is almost 80 years old. But anyway, I started in, in yeah, really close to 2000, let's say, 98, 99, 2000. And, and at that moment, yeah, it was a huge effort to create an AI system. So... You know, if if you if you invest in that, would invest in that, you know, just huge companies and just for big projects and and for a huge, at least expectations in terms of uh, savings or results, because it was very hard to to work with those systems at that time. None of the things that we we know today from voice recognition or whatever, those those things were not ready at that time they we had a few things but but they failed more times than than worked so those were the early days so it, it was much more academic work and research and test and experimenting than really product applications with ai at that time so you're saying that at at that time was not a um commercial application a professional application today it was more in a academic yeah uh, academic world okay i you know i got that so then tell me how uh that evolution of the ai platform you know took you to the stefanini group and then to us uh to to the to the point that we are today with that with our uh, artificial intelligence platform dev, um, deployed in so many of our our uh, clients today. So you know, take us through this journey of because I I, I figured that they go together, right? Fabio yeah. and the evolution of the platform, 
the market. The market and then the move from Brazil to U.S. So I know that those things are going hand to hand. So when, when you were talking about and tell us about the, the technology, you can tell us about, you know, your person, uh, person, uh, personally a journey to get to this point. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I, I started to work with AI much more on the academic side, right, with, in, in the university. And then by 2009, right, or my, our friend uh, Alex Vinetsky uh, found me. We met because the wife, wives met, so kind of a, one of those coincidences. But anyway, and then he, he was really uh, looking for someone more technical to, to, to start a company, right? And, and again, things are all connected. It's interesting because at that time he wanted to develop games. Mm. So he wanted he, he he was big on games. That was Whoopi was supposed to be a game development company, right? Uh, and and as as you already know, because my beginning that I was interested, in, and at that time I was already creating a few simple games in the the university, right? The 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 group that develops game in that university is still there. Actually, we started with three or four people. I guess they have a hundred and so today. But anyway. Then we created Whoopi initially wanting to, uh, to work with games. But then, of course, uh, you know, as, as the company was going on, my, you know, desire to develop AI applications matched with Alex entrepreneurship. And then we ended up going that, in that direction of trying to bring the good stuff that we had in the academic uh, um environment in Brazil to, to real products. And that's how we created a, a, a first version of a natural language assistant. Okay, but, but, but wait a second, because it, you, you mentioned it. So that Whoopi that we see on the Stefanini Group uh, Ventures ecosystem, that Whoopi there, it was created by uh, Alexei. So two friends um, they were more on the gaming production um, business, so so that that is the same Whoopi yeah. that we know today. Yeah, okay, it's the same company. Yeah, and because Alex, he 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 worked in gaming companies in in England and so on. So, but he was more on the uh, sales and you know management and everything. Mm -hmm. And then I was the technical guy. Right, so that company was created for that. We we even created a few games, but but I think we rapidly shift the focus to other types of applications like like the, the AI. Mm, okay, and and then and then again, that was already 2010, 2011. But at that time was very hard to convince companies that AI could do anything for them, right? They would just say, nah, that's science fiction, that's movie mm. stuff, that's, uh, especially if you were a very small company, right? We had like, what, 30 guys? Uh, mm. we, when, after a few years, we had 30 guys. 
So, you know, if you were Microsoft or IBM or one of the big sharks, you know, coming and say, I can deploy AI in a company is one thing, right? Mm -hmm. Now, think about this small company from, you know, a small town in Brazil coming and saying, I can do this. Okay, we have a few cool demos, but... But like that, the, you know, 2010, it's kind of the same time that IBM came up with the Watson concept, right? Yeah. So it was not an opportunity for you guys to say, yeah, this is the uh, Sorocaba version of Watson, like the, the Brazilian, the small company version of Watson. So it was also a concept of a startup that you guys had at that time. Did you uh, went down for, you know, um, raise funds? So, you know, Whoopi was created raising fund from uh you know like venture capital or any angel investor so or it was a two guys effort to create the company so it was two guys effort you know there, there was no funding or anything um we we certainly done that what you mentioned of comparing with the big guys and and even trying to and i can tell you that we we won a few but we lost others right because uh yeah, so yeah we tried to use that but indeed we 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 started only by ourselves and and in the end i mean a, a couple years later uh marco would buy the company so we but before that we never had um you know investments or, or angel funding or anything of sorts in the company. We really tried to to make that work uh, ourselves. <laughs> it okay. Was, it was hard. <laughs> all right. So, well, we all understand the uh, the journey of maturing and, you know, developing Sophie. Yeah, at the end, we ended up uh, naming the artificial intelligence platform that we have um, and gave gave it the name Sophie. And with the with the with the Sophie name, we went down to our um, uh, base of clients, and we have Sophie today deployment. So many globally deployed in the Stefanini um, customer base of clients, and helping us to bring um, user experience, automation, uh, step augmentation, and everything else. Uh, so that that story of Sophie is an is an is a known story, and um, now I get to a point that I want to connect Sophie artificial intelligence with what we're seeing today, ChatGPT. Because one thing you said call out my attention. You said it was like too new. Artificial intelligence was something that people were like, ah. Eh, it's it's you know it's probably um, you know science fiction. Science fiction. It's it's too far. It's only for you know big corporations. It's a it's NASA thing, right? And then out of the sudden, ChatGPT is in everybody's access right now. It's in everybody's computer. And everybody talked about ChatGPT, ChatGPT, ChatGPT. So it's a great opportunity for me ask you those questions now, for you to start flatten out 
what is ChatGPT? Is ChatGPT a technology or is ChatGPT a commercial name or something else? Um, and then what is artificial intelligence within ChatGPT? Is ChatGPT an artificial intelligence? Is artificial intelligence part of ChatGPT? So Fabio, we need wisdom now. We need, you know, you know, enlighten us with, um, uh, with, with um, a better understanding of what is ChatGPT. And then later on, we'll talk about how ChatGPT is going to help us or not. But for now, like, give us an idea. What is ChatGPT that the whole world is talking about? So that might be a long answer. So if you if you you can interrupt me. But anyway, let's let's for for us that have been working in this area is not such a surprise. Right. We, we've seen it's coming for for a few years oh even years you're saying yeah oh. two or three wow we already knew that this was going to happen because that in the end of the day we're talking about three things that kept evolving in and i would say for the last 80 years so since 1940 something right hardware software and in the end of the day people right mm -hmm. so the the software piece or the algorithms, the basic idea where this ChatGPT and all these models run, it's again, 80 years old. Now it's been evolving, right? In around there, there were some amazing breakthroughs in 2012 and, and that's deep learning that also, before GPT, everybody was talking about deep learning. And of course, ChatGPT used deep learning, but there's been major software uh, advances, but I can still say that they are all based in what we call neural network. That is an idea like, like again, almost 80 years old, old by now. Um, so that's one thing. But at the same time, these ideas were all amazing and fantastic, but you didn't have the hardware, you didn't have the equipment to run this thing. So as we got better in creating faster computers and distributing computers and GPUs, graphical accelerators, and things like that. We were able to run those things that were created sometimes years before in better computer. And then we could run faster. We could process more data. And then that's, that's how they are both walking together. Mm. And the third component that are the people as the results started to show and to look a little bit better, a little bit more reliable, they started to believe and hence put more money and then you have better hardware and then you have better models. So mm -hmm. these three things, they've been walking together and we've seen, again, since 2017, so it's not even, I said two or three years, but it's really now five, uh, we, we are seeing these advancing at, at a rate that we say, hey, at a certain point, we're going to have uh, uh, this kind of breakthrough of, of AI that we have right now that is ChatGPT. So, Fabio, yeah. it, GPT stands for something? Yeah. So, GPT, it's in particular, it's, it's this huge model from one company that is OpenAI, right? Is uh, 
generative pre-trained model. Ah, so okay. It's 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 a particular type. Is their own flavor of large language model, LLM, oh, right? Google has there's Meta also has there's there's there are other players with large language models, and and again. For me, that's the great breakthrough, the large language model. Because first, again, the hardware enable us to train a model to put the knowledge, the, all the public knowledge available in the world to put in one place, one uh, neural network. So this is because of the hardware and the software advances, right? So in that huge model that has the compressed version of the humanity knowledge for the good or for the bad, right? Uh, this thing understands language very well. So, so let me let me break it down a little bit because um, you know w w people there going to be listening to us. Am I or or? May or may not have this technical understanding. So what are you saying? Uh, so ChatGPT is famous to say, oh, they they everything that ChatGPT knows is, it goes uh, up to September 2021. So, so what you're saying is is that they put together in one place all the information available in the internet since it was created until September 2021? Is that a fair statement? What was, let's say, let's not just say since it was created because there's things that is not there anymore. Mm -hmm. But if, if you take a snapshot of the internet in that day, yeah, they brought everything to. Okay, everything that was available in the internet that day of September 2021, is now in one place, and it's I can I say that that is the knowledge of the ChatGPT. Yes. yes. So every every everything that ChatGPT answers or creates is based on that amount of information that it holds in one one of course it's in, not in one yeah. place physically yeah. but it's in one instance yeah let's say that yeah in any language you know in do you have an idea in <laughs> petabytes or what the, you know uh, people out there knows exactly the size of this i'll call quote-unquote database so the the guesses are around petabytes but we are we are all talking about as as we are speaking, GPT four was already launched, and the details of that have not been disclosed. So, we don't know the size of the last version or what's been trained with. But if we think about the previous one, mm -hmm. then uh, yeah, we're we're talking about petabytes of of information and. Yeah, just just the effort. We all know that just the effort to crawl the whole internet, to index all of that, and then to train. Because one thing is to bring to a place; another mm -hmm. is to train a model. So, so explain us what 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 do you mean by train a model? So it's it's 
let's say you you basically get one of those uh, websites or PDF or whatever, right? And then you put in this in this neural network, it's a model, it's an algorithm. You let's say you present half of the article for this thing, and you want the model to guess the next sentence or something. If it gets it right, you say, okay, it's trained. If it gets it wrong, you go back, you change a little bit the things here, the weights and everything, and you present it again. So imagine doing that process of guess the next word. No, you're wrong. Change. Guess the next word. You're wrong. With the whole internet. So we know mm. that this is a massive computation uh, effort. And we know that costs millions of dollars in terms of you know energy and, and network and all the infrastructure that you have to have. Yeah, that, there are news out there. Uh, the Microsoft put ten billion dollars. Oh yeah, that's on it. on the development ChatGPT, which is like you said already, is it was created and it's owned by a company called OpenAI, Open yep. right? Is this company public or still private? So it's, it's still still private. They, okay. they were created as a, that's interesting, they were created as a uh, non-profit or something like that, but now they're changing. Oh, okay. Understood, <laughs> understood. Yeah. So, all right, so you, you, you helped us to understand what is this chat DPT. Uh, so what what is the usage of this? So the so before talking about the usage now let's let's let me just compliment saying mm -hmm. that why so popular, right? Mm -hmm. Because it can understand us. Period. We we finally got to a level and like I said, we've been we, we are seeing this coming that a computer can understand and by understand I'm not talking about thought, conscious, I'm not even going there, but mm. I'm saying you say a sentence and the computer can uh, uh, properly understand and then, you know, run comments and do whatever you want. So that's why it's so po popular, right? Usually you would need, you have a user here and you have a task here and you, you need someone, programmers or mm. someone to create that middle right. interfaces, whatever, right? right. With this well, not anymore, right? It will understand the way you say, the way you type, in any language, by the way, and and will map already what you want to do with the test. So that's why it's so, it's so popular. Watch for part two of our ChatGPT podcast with Spencer Gracias and Fabio Caversan.